Hello, tennis fans, and welcome to another episode of Matchpoint Canada, the official podcast of Tennis Canada. I'm Mike McIntyre, and today running solo without my usual co-host, Ben Lewis, but nonetheless very happy to introduce to you a guest that's had a huge role to play in the development of tennis here in Canada. Recently, she's been appointed as the new tournament director of the National Bank Open in Montreal. Valérie Tetreau, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for the nice intro, Mike. <laughs> I worked hard on that one. Uh, Val, it's great to see you. And first of all, congratulations. I haven't been able to say this to you sort of face to face, but on the new role as tournament director in Montreal, um, you know, we go back a few years. I consider you uh, both a colleague and a friend, and, and I'm very happy for you. And I know Ben is as well. So felicitations, congratulations on the, the, the appointment. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for your kind words. Uh, no, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I will say that you know when it did happen in in October, um, nothing changed too much uh, in the the following weeks. Uh, meaning that my my day to day was uh, relatively the same. But now, obviously, that the tournament is fast approaching, I do see the change, uh, and it's a it's a lot of fun, and I'm quite excited to to live this first tournament as a as tournament director. I'll bet. I mean, October is a long time to wait for the actual event yeah. to get there. So <laughs> it is. We're it getting is. close. Um, you've got some great news to share with us today, obviously, and it's already been put out there and the response has been great uh, for women's tennis in general, tennis in general, really. And and that's that women's prize money at master's level events and clearly at our own National Bank Open here in Canada will be moving forward uh, towards full parity in terms of prize money uh, with their male counterparts. So tell me what your reaction is to this news. And maybe you can share some of the specifics as well with our listeners. Yeah, um, I mean, I was uh, really proud to, to live this moment. Uh, I think it's even more significant probably that, you know, it does happen the year that we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the, the WTA. Um, you know, usually you take that time to kind of like look back at everything that was achieved uh, through the year. But now I think that with this news, it's the opportunity also to look forward to uh, what it is to, to come. Um, and as much as it's good news, obviously, for any active players out there, I think it's even better news for the next generations to come. Um, you know, as a former player, this uh, means a lot to me. Um, I think that equal play has been uh, has been part of uh, many discussions since uh, many years um and we wanted to to see that uh, that change happening at the 1000 levels and then eventually obviously at the smaller events uh, too um i think that the overall goal is to make sure that there are more players out there on the wta circuit that really can make a living uh, by playing uh, professional tennis i know that back in my days now more than 10 years ago that was uh, that was a little bit tough um you know, I felt like you needed to be really top 50 um, compared to the men where I think, you know, if you're 100 in the world, you're, 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 you're making pretty, uh, pretty good money. Um, and so I feel like now with this news in the coming years, uh, that's obviously going to, to change for many of those uh, young players out there. Yeah, I certainly think of the players outside the top 100 who are going to benefit hugely. I think of players even just inside the top 100 on the women's tour like Rebecca Marino and a lot of the young girls and women that are coming along and what a great message this sends. So tell me what message do you think this decision in particular sends, not just to professional players, but to tennis fans, to young girls and women also who are aspiring to one day turn pro. Yeah, I think everyone is, uh, is winning. And, and I think, you know, um, we all need to realize that, um, 
you know, when we're talking about women's sports in general, and obviously I think that tennis has always been a trailblazer um, in women's sport, um, it, it, it takes everyone's collaboration if we want to be able one day to really reach uh, equality. Uh, and that means that, you know, the, the fan can't necessarily be interested by something that they don't see. And so, of course, we need the, the media coverage to be very similar to what it is for the men's. We need to make sure that on TV, you're able to watch as many women's uh, tennis matches than uh, there are for, for the men's. Uh, and then the fans obviously need to make sure that they, they show the same interest, uh, that they buy tickets also when it's a woman's year. And I think, you know, they, the response has always been great uh, here in, in Montreal. You do see a small difference usually in terms of attendance, but still um, uh, there are a lot of fans that are coming for our women's events. And so basically tennis fans are just not making necessarily a, a, a distinction or a difference. Um, it, they're coming to see tennis and they know they will see uh, good tennis. And that, that is the case uh, this summer. So the, the message is very positive. I will tell you that, you know, this is kind of like years in the making. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of discussions and not that long ago, actually, it wasn't necessarily going uh, the right way because uh, the gap was actually getting bigger and bigger uh, as prize money was, uh, you know, going higher on the on the men's side and on the women's side. It was difficult to uh, to follow. And that was largely due to. Uh, some of the commercial deals uh, that were in place. If you're just looking at the, the revenues that we are getting from uh, international TV rights right now, we earn 10 times more uh, on the men's side than on the women's side. So of course, uh, you know, that's a result that you see in, uh, in prize money, but now things are, are, are going to be different uh, with uh, the creation of a, a new entity called WTA Ventures, uh, and they will really focus at making sure that we generate more revenues through uh, all those uh, commercial assets that we have uh, on the WTA circuit. That's absolutely fantastic. And by 2027, full parity at the uh, the two events in Montreal and Toronto, I think I read a 350% increase for the women. So this is really, you know, this is not, we're not talking small numbers here. This is fantastic. Uh, another thing that's growing exponentially is the size of the tournaments. And I'm probably going to get it wrong. So feel free to correct me, but are we going from 56 to 96 players or am I off on those numbers? You're right. Oh, wow. Uh, right okay, on, perfect. Right Great. on, Mike. Yes, we are. So, uh, you know, it, it's exciting because I feel like now Montreal and Toronto are really going to be part of kind of like the elite uh, group of tournaments uh, in tennis, uh, you know, really just uh, below the, the Grand Slams. And now our, our format is actually going to be quite similar to the Grand Slams. It's going to be the exact same format that you see uh, in Indian Wells or in Miami. So a draw of 128, but uh, with 32 uh, buys to the top 32 seeds, which explains the uh, the 96 players in, uh, in the main draw. Uh, so we're growing from right now a seven-day main draw to a 12-day uh, main draw, so a longer event. So again, I think that everybody uh, is winning. Obviously, the tennis fans are going to be able to see more tennis. Hopefully, that's also an opportunity for us to go get new fans who maybe never experienced uh, the tournament before. 
Uh, and then for the players also, um, you know, maybe it will take some time before they see it. But the fact that the tours uh, are now trying to have some of those 1000 events to be played uh, on almost two weeks, it means that they will play most of the time every second day. And so they have a little bit more recovery time. And we hope that in the long run, you know, when you get towards the end of the year, well, maybe you're a little bit less exhausted. Uh, uh, maybe there are less injuries. Uh, and that's why, you know, in the end, it's uh, beneficial to, to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. It's a win-win scenario. And for tennis fans in Canada, both casual and the hardcore fans, what wonderful news. I'm going to have to struggle to find some more childcare for my kids for this 12-day <laughs> event, to be honest with you. Yeah. You have two years to prepare. That's the oh, good It's true. It's true. Maybe a media daycare. I'm just throwing that out there right now. But <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, uh, hey, look, there's some other big news that I, I want to get to as well with you. And this, again, is going to benefit the tournament in Montreal this summer. I feel like everything is just falling into place nicely for you for your first time as tournament director. There is a big time player on the WTA that is coming out of retirement. And I will let you do the honors to share this with our listeners. I know I'm super excited when I heard it because... Aside from being a fantastic tennis player, she's wonderful to talk to as well. Uh, go ahead, take it away. Who's coming back? Yeah, you know what, Mike? Um, I've had to keep the secret for uh, a couple of months now, and I've been uh, dying to tell everyone. But uh, but yeah, Caroline Wozniacki is uh, making a, a comeback. Obviously, she's a former world number one. Uh, she's won a, a Grand Slam at the Australian Open back in uh, in 2018, and she's won her tournament in uh, in Montreal. And so. Um, I believe it was uh, at the end of March or beginning of April that I got a, a phone call from her, which uh, was obviously a little bit surprising. I mean, I, I know her uh, from, you know, we go back way to junior years uh, on the ITF circuit, but uh, definitely not necessarily someone I talk to every week. Um, and she was talking to me a little bit about the family and then telling me that, you know, she started hitting again and that she felt really good on a tennis court and was wondering where the conversation was going. And then uh, at some point she uh, she told me that, uh, you know, she was planning for a comeback and that she wanted her first tournament actually to be uh, to be Montreal. So um, obviously it's a great honor to to be the first tournament that she plays um, as she as she comes back. I know that the fans here are going to be super excited to. Uh, to see her again on the court, you know, she was known as uh, Miss Sunshine uh, because she always had a smile on her face. And I'm sure that that didn't change. Uh, she's coming with uh, the whole family. Uh, we're, we're quite excited. She was always nice to, to watch, obviously, on the, on the tennis court. Um, and I think, you know what, like, that's good news also for the WTA because the level right now, the WTA is definitely very high. Um, but I think you need a little bit more of those personalities like the ones that, that Caroline has. Uh, and I think uh, it will uh, it will benefit the women's tennis in general. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to turn an amazing event into something even bigger and better and, and probably bring, you know, the eyes of tennis fans from even outside of just Canada to see how she fares in her first return. But as you said, yeah, always super smiley and positive. Every time I chatted with her, it was like chatting with someone you'd known your whole life. She was just yeah. so obliging with the media. And, you know, one of my moments where I saw her and her husband, it was before they were married and he was at the tournament in Toronto with her and they were getting into their tournament car to leave to go back to the hotel. And he's a big guy because he's an NBA, former uh, NBA player. And he offered to get into the back and like, you know, cramp himself into the back to let her sit in the front. And I'm like, oh, these guys have a nice thing going on. So it's been great to see. <laughs> you know, their family grow. And obviously yeah. she's got his support in, in returning, but you know, Hey, thumbs up for landing such a big name in the return. It, uh, 
it gives me that feeling of like when Monica Seles was coming back and chose Canada as well. And we all know how successful her return was here. So no pressure on Caroline, but uh, <laughs> it should be fun to watch. Um, well, the good news is that she's been training for many months now. And uh, I know she's hit with uh, Petra Kvitova. And she actually felt like she was hitting the ball better than uh, a few years ago. So I'm anxious to see what her level will be at. Uh, like you said, you know, you, we've seen some great comebacks uh, in the past. And and I really hope that that's, uh, that, that's what will happen to, to her when she's in Montreal. Hopefully the tennis gods are kind with the draw when exactly. it comes out. <laughs> uh, hey, just to wrap up with you, Val, but this is your first time as tournament director. Um, and, and we've already discussed so much positive news about the tournament this year. But what are you most looking forward to this August in your first time in the role? And what should tennis fans expect in terms of anything new that's happening at the tournament this year? Well, I'll be honest, and I think, you know, for me, I, I feel even more comfortable probably uh, starting uh, in a woman's year. And so uh, for me to to kind of like live my first tournament as tournament director in a woman's year, um, there is a special feeling to it, kind of like a full circle uh, feeling. Uh, it's been great, uh, I would say, since maybe the end of, uh, of French Open, because obviously now the players are really you know, planning their summer. And so there's a lot more conversations with the, the different teams. Uh, and clearly, uh, you know, we're, we're um, looking forward to hosting them in, uh, in Montreal. And, and we want to make sure that their state is very positive uh, while they're, they're here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward really to enjoy the moment. I think that will be kind of like my objective to make sure that I'm living the the moment that I'm in the the present and and enjoying uh the tennis out there also um like I said a little bit earlier I do feel like you know since the beginning of the year the the level is quite incredible right now um on the women's tour um it's the first time in a long time that we talk about kind of like a big three uh on the women's circuit and so you do see those top players you know being a little bit more consistent and making it pretty deep uh, uh, in those draws and so I hope that that's what happens also in uh, in Montreal because then I think uh, you know we will have a, a great show every uh, session for uh, for the tennis fans well I know it's going to be fantastic and the tournament is in such great hands with you there they picked the right person for the job on many levels uh, you've got me jealous I think I'm gonna have to make a trip to Montreal from Toronto and, <laughs> there and you negotiate, go. That was my goal Mike <laughs> and negotiate it for a few days right so um Look, thank you for taking the time today uh, and sharing the wonderful news about the, the prize money increases on the women's tour, about Caroline Wozniacki's return as well to, uh, to action. And everything just seems so positive with, you know, Canadian tennis and the growth we've experienced. And you're playing such a big part of that. So uh, merci beaucoup. Thank you for taking the time. And, uh, and also, I should say, for those listening, this podcast wouldn't exist if it weren't for Val um, approaching Ben and myself years ago and supporting us and being there for us. So uh on many, many levels, uh, we owe you a huge debt of, of gratitude. I, I will correct you, and this podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you and, and Ben. Uh, but thank you for, uh, obviously, investing so much in this podcast also. And it's great uh, for all tennis fans in, uh, in Canada. It's a pleasure to always listen to you. Thank you for having me uh, today. And I hope we get a chance to uh, chat a little closer to the tournament as well. Our pleasure. I hope so, too. You've been listening to Matchpoint Canada, the official podcast of Tennis Canada. We'll talk to you next time.